Good morning, everybody. Got the original Andy Simmons tune there. Hope everybody's doing good. What's cooking? Let's flip on the old camera, make sure it's working. It's working. Oh, man, look a little rough today. How's everybody doing out there in social media land? The land of social media. Is there such a thing? I don't know if there's such a thing or not. Hey, what's up? So we got uh, YouTubers working. Hey, I see Yohel was messaging me. I was trying to text you last night, buddy. I was at the uh, Kobe Steakhouse uh, celebrating. Emily wanted to go there for her graduation party. For, uh, so in, in between some JD and some yum yum sauce, <laughs> I was able to text you back. What is it about Kobe Steakhouse and Yum Yum Sauce? Oh my God, they don't even give you, they don't even give you the red stuff anymore. Back in the day, it was the Yum Yum and the red sauce. Now everybody just, it's just straight Yum Yum. <laughs> We've become a Yum Yum society. <laughs> Who loves the Yum Yum Sauce? You know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it was uh, Sarah's last day of school. Emily's done. I uh, just put Sarah on the bus. She sang a cute little song, Star Spangled Banner. Uh, I just posted it on Instagram and TikTok, so check that out. Um, I think it's pretty good. I mean, obviously she can't sing all the words, but uh, you, got, you got a good idea what it was. So, hey, anyways, this is, uh, this is our daily brew. This is Louie. We talk about weather daily, pretty much every day. We talk about the tropics. We talk about weather. We talk about dogs and baseball and, and uh, a lot of shenanigans. A lot of rays. Uh, but we got a little bit brewing in the tropics we need to talk about. So let's do that. Um, I want to jump right into that. I think that's what everybody comes here for this time of year. Hey, Brian Shields. What's up, man? I got a big dog watching. <laughs> Crap, now I got to be on good behavior, Brian. 
<laughs> what do you, Louie always does this, this uh, salute thing. Um, no, no, Cheryl, you're jumping the gun. Possible hurricane. Way, 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 way. We're not getting into that. The GFS uh, two weeks ago taught us a lot. <laughs> Weak tropical system. Uh, yeah, sub, you know, even subtropical, subtropical, possibly, possibly, but we, it's showing signs we can see something tropical next week. We're going to get into that. All right, so four years now in a row, we got big supports from our buddies at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, located here in my great state of Florida, and I was born and raised in Florida, as were ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, so we have a lot in common. They're 85 years old. I'm only 48, I think. <laughs> My dad used to go there when I was a little kid in Palmetto, Bradenton, pulled into ABC. And I told dad yesterday, I said, dad, all that money you spent at ABC, they're giving right back to me now. Things work in circles. <laughs> but they're gearing up for the season, and uh, they're big fans of our page. We really appreciate it, uh, for sure. Uh, we are going to talk about the tropics. Um, things are definitely brewing. Everybody likes their yum-yum sauce. What's up there, Thomas? Marla, you do not like the yum-yum. Marla, you're the only one on the planet. Darlene, good morning from Savannah. The blob, John. We got a lot of blobs. This is current radar, by the way. We're looking at current radar. I just saw my buddy Eric. How about the raise? 5-4 last night. Good morning, Caitlin. Fort Myers. Good morning, Ruby. I don't know, but Florida Peninsula is going to get a lot of rain in the next couple of days. Um... <laughs> you're right, buddy. Uh... It is. Um, what's up, Keith Earl? How you doing, buddy? John Ferguson, how's it going? Hanging out in Sebring, David Brooms. I don't think you got any rain in Sebring's in a long time. It sounds like everybody in the middle of the state of Florida is, wants some rain. I had people posting from Okeechobee. They said it's the driest they've seen in a long, long, long time. Not as dry as Lake Mead, though. I follow a lot of videos on TikTok about Lake Mead, and uh, it's amazing watching that water level drop. It's scary. I won't put you down, buddy. You're an ugly dog. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing, man? He's like he's like a a statue. That's a, <laughs> he's a good boy. That's three years of Louie. All right, so big storms brewing. Uh, we posted this last night. The HRR did a magnificent job predicting these uh, secondary lines of storms. Um, today and uh, we still have some stormy threats here for the upper gulf uh, that includes lower louisiana stretching all the way to the middle panhandle and upwards a little bit into the, uh, alabama maybe a little bit into mississippi but uh tornado threat definitely still exists today strong squall lines coming in off of that gulf of mexico for the next couple more hours uh ugh. good news is the weekend it's going to be great for most everybody so good news um for that but tropics let's jump into the tropics because we have an invest. Let's jump right into tropical tidbits. I think it's 91E or something. I don't post on the page. I apologize. I just don't do it. I got to stick to Atlantic and otherwise I'll burn out. But I do mention it a lot. But general thinking here, this is tropicaltidbits.com. This is going to become Agatha in the next couple of days. I think the NHC has it at 90% right now. Let's take a look real quick. I think it's at red 90%. We could see our first system of the year officially um 90% in five days there you go 60% in two days 90% in five days should become Agatha could be quite strong we'll get into that a little bit um but the thinking is this a tropical 
wait a second, I gotta get my pointer working here real quick. Uh, for some reason, my thing has to be turned off and on, and then it'll work. It'll be happy. All right, so general thinking is this. Our system is eventually gonna turn up, turn up, get it, turn up. And uh, we definitely gonna have possibly land falling hurricane to worry about there on uh, in Mexico this weekend. Um, some of the latest, uh, let's just jump right into it, show you the latest, um, some of the latest strengths real quick, and then we'll get into uh, the crossover. These are your latest models. GFS showing a 954 possible hurricane. That's pretty strong. This would be actually slowed down a little bit. Now we're looking at Sunday, Monday. Pretty significant hurricane possibly on the GFS, uh, but we're not too concerned with the GFS because it started out miserably this season. Euro has been predicting a little farther uh, to the west, a little more realistic, uh, close to 989, 990. Um, you know, hopefully it's not uh, GFS strong. A little, little tick to the west, you know. There's uh, and the timing is about the same. This is Monday morning. The uh, latest Canadian model, a little, little faster. This is late Sunday, 996. So you know, the GFS again is uh, the aggressive model but anyway there you go all, all these are pretty close even back here are the icon about 988 990 so you know man landfall is really 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 honing in you know this general area and uh we could be looking at a weak hurricane uh that gfs is definitely the outlier for strength uh but what happens after that let's talk about that so historically i found this website Here's a historic list of all the storms that have crossed over since 1840-something. I don't know how many y'all were around then, but um, there's been a few. There's been a few. Now, this this classification has to happen um, when there is evidence that, let's see if I can make this bigger, the structure remains intact, Okay. So, there has been a lot of systems with remnants that cross over. I get this question a lot, so I figured we'd talk about this while everybody's still here. So, in order for a system to keep that name, Agatha, it, it would have to maintain its structure. And that would mean tropical through the whole life over land. And with Central America, you have a lot of mountains. And uh, this is a slower mover. So, uh, the likelihood of this thing re you know, retaining tropical characteristics is slim. Um, very slim. As a matter of fact, the last Atlantic storm to do this was Hermine. That was in 2010. This is more of a Texas storm, not Hermine that uh, affected the Panhandle a couple years back. This is back in 2010. The, the, the last one before Hermine was all the way in 1949. So from 1949 to 2010, we didn't have any storm in the Pacific maintain itself. But if you read deeper into the article, we've had a lot of storms, um, and I couldn't find a list of these. This is what I was really trying to find. Tons of storms have uh, been remnants, and they reform. Very, very common. Our last one I posted earlier was um, uh, Tropical Storm Amanda in 2020. Originally was Amanda turned into Cristobal in uh, 2020. That was just two years ago. So this system was a storm got beat up over the mountains, reformed, and went straight north. That was in 2020. So that is more likelihood of what will happen. So people, you know, 
asked that question all the time. The remnants will become a new name. Um, so the likelihood of this thing staying as um, Agatha or Slim. Then we had one in, uh, uh, you know, we just a ton of them. Every, it seems like every year there's some, some remnants of something. Um, you know, a lot of them go into the Pacific, Pacific, Earl, uh, Pacific. Here's a Tropical Storm Trudy, 2014. Um, they did, what did it do? It didn't even show you. <laughs> so this Tropical Storm Trudy, it, oh, it remnants emerge in the bay. It subsequently developed into Tropical Storm Hannah in the Atlantic. Well, that, the graphic isn't correct. Oh, there's Tropical Storm Hannah. So that that's that's the one. So you know whatever. So we'll see. All right. So what's going on next week? All right. Let's look at the operational models. All right, so we obviously got the flow. All the models are predicting this thing to turn north up into Mexico next week. Um, late next week, early next week. Here are what the operational models are going to say, and then we'll dive right into um, the uh, ensembles. So here we go. Tropical tidbits. We'll stick right. We'll just leave right here. So it's tropicaltidbits.com. Great site. And... Uh, here we go. The Euro has been the most uh, consistent, showing a crossover, re-emerging into the Bay of Campeche next uh, Wednesday, Thursday, down here in the Bay. And it's beginning that trek northeast. 996, not that powerful. Rainmaker, yes. Uh, don't want to say only a tropical storm, but so far... A big, broad, low-pressure system. These take a lot of time to consolidate into little tiny storms, which could be stronger. But this is 10 days out. That's a long way away. Um, the difference between what we're seeing and what we saw last week with Invest 90 was uh, the only one model that was really showing organization was the GFS. We did have uh, ensembles showing it, but the operational runs are still the big brains. <laughs> the, the, the ensembles are all the little brains that go into the big brain. Uh, we really, the Euro didn't show anything last week. The Icon briefly showed a weak tropical disturbance, which ended up being the winner winner. Uh, but what we're seeing with this system is we're seeing good support that we could see something come up from the Bay of, uh, into the Gulf of Mexico. So, so I'm keeping a close eye on it. You know, it's tropical season. This would be Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. This is the G, uh, Euro. Uh, but look, broad, low-pressure system, large. Uh, we can go to windy.com. Remember, the windy, everybody loves the windy site, but it defaults to Euro. Everybody thinks the windy, oh, the windy's predicting it, windy's predicting it. Well, the windy is just uh, the Euro, and it's the GFS, and they have the icon now. So it's not its own model. You got to remember that Wendy Wendy defaults to the European model, and uh, so if Wendy's showing it, that means the Euro's showing it. Um, and here you go, big broad system. This this representation here is a great shot showing we could have a sheared system. Uh, center line, you know, right here. Uh, when you see a lot of the convection off like that, that's usually an indicator of a lot of shear. Um, broader system, a lot of shear, bringing a lot of moisture possibly in the uh, Tampa and the Florida um, makes sense right so that's what we're watching for um, on that I don't like looking at long-range shear 10 days out I can tell you that right now I'm not gonna do it not gonna do it so cheers by the way and, and listen like, like we talk about all the time 
the number one thing I've done all, all the you know we like to speculate we look at models and, and have a you know I don't want to say fun because nothing about some people don't think tropics are fun but some people like trapping trucking chucking puckum tracking tropics uh, your official graphics always should default back to the National Hurricane Center and this is your five-day forecast nothing's expected in the next five days what we're talking about is past five days okay past five days even everybody will tell you it's highly uncertain a lot of variables a lot of uh like we saw the gfs you can really get yourself worked up so when i post the ensembles i get the feeling that oh, everybody sees all those spaghettis you know and they're like what the heck is all that so i try to explain a little bit uh what that means in my post a little bit more but if you're confused you want official information always go to the national hurricane center and there's nothing brewing in the next five days so that'll put you through the weekend uh with no stress but we're talking about past five days and uh this would be 10 days out and this all stems back from a little vorticity here uh zipping around in the bay uh crossing over from the mm -hmm. pacific there's our 850 vorticity showing you low level spin this would be landfall sometimes sunday monday it crosses over a little bit of that energy reignites here in the bay this is next wednesday thursday and then you can see it start to make that trek uh towards the northeast so that's what we're watching now let's go to some other models the canadian in the past used to be laughed at I'm telling you the last couple of years i think the canadians done a, a really good job with with consistency I, i've noticed a lot of models do um, a lot of knee-jerk reaction runs but the canadians very uh slow on their their um knee-jerk reactions so here's next wednesday in the canadian and i can see the same thing happen it's almost mimicking the euro 100 uh big broad low pressure system next wednesday thursday and you know look at that a lot of juice here out here uh thursday friday to the north and to the east indicating a sheared system We'll look at this year, even though I didn't want to. Um, this is Friday. Now, the only thing interesting with the Canadian is it, it kind of tightens it up to a 989 millibar system at the last second. Um, very possible. Here's the Canadian. Um, this is 10 days out. So the, we don't really know what the Euro's thinking past 10 days. The, the Euro's still farther south, way down here somewhere. So the question mark would be with the euro, what happens here uh, as it treks past that? But Canadian's a little faster. This is next Saturday, a week from Saturday. If you want to know timing, this is this. If this was scenario was to play out, we're talking a week from Saturday. Remember, euro slower. So again, it's really hard to uh, uh, take it seriously right now. But what we're looking for is the pattern consistency. The fact that we're starting to see signs that this thing is going to uh, regenerate possibly in in the bay in the gulf of mexico so um but the canadians definitely want to pay attention to if you got plans the following weekend um because it's a very plausible possibility no doubt so we have to keep an eye on that um so there you go and then the other models we got let's take a look at the icon which we love it did very well last few seasons it only goes out 100 and uh uh, uh, 60 hours i think or something like that 180 or something i don't know um but here here's what the icon's showing so we got three models basically um starting to show vorticity 
and we can go to, I think it's one, how many hours out is it? It's 180, yep, 180. So 180 hours out on, this one doesn't really show it too good. Um, see, 180 hours out is only next Wednesday, Thursday. But if we go to uh, Tropical, my model site here, they have a little bit more, uh, a little more parameters for things. So we can go to Caribbean and look at some 850 vorticity. And if we go 180, um, and we'll zoom it in a little bit so you can see what I'm talking about. So, so there you go. So even the icon, it's so hard to really see here, but you, you do see the wind bar starting to show some sort of a low pressure system starting to um, get going. So time frame is all about the same, all in this general area next Wednesday, Thursday. GFS is a little bit over here. I'll show you that, but the general thinking is that. So, all right, let's go back to the GFS and show you that. So the GFS, this is not believable. I don't know the pot. So the joke was years ago the um, the Canadian. So here's next Thursday. So here's next Thursday. We can see a better shot with the vorticity here. Um, get an idea next Thursday, basically right here. So. So next Thursday, there's the GFS. Uh, next Thursday, the icon is somewhere here, and the Euro and CMC are somewhere right here. So, and they're all pretty much, you know, shooting it off northeast. Uh, the GFS has been doing the classic uh, northeast motion, and it actually misses a lot of Florida into the Bahamas. But again, the GFS we know started the season out pretty pretty rough. Um, 18z last night a little farther to the north you can see it a uh, very broad low the following weekend interesting to note though because the timing is the same as um the cmc so you know that's what we're looking at we look at i keep clicking the same thing here we keep looking at timing um and uh this is last night's uh 18z run you can see a uh, sloppy thousand millibar system remember millibars gives you a really good idea typically anything 990 and up is tropical storm sometimes you can have a, a, a category one maybe in a 980 some i mean it's a very relative thing that the sapphire system scale doesn't use barometric pressure for any sort of ranking they all go by uh, wind speed now but just a general thumb 990 to a thousand usually is a tropical storm ish 980 you can start inching into hurricane range but i've seen them the opposite i've seen 990 mid 990s possibly hurricane i've seen 980s still tropical storm but it gives you an idea uh most of these models are depicting a tropical storm um at this point if anything were to develop the the cmc is the most aggressive 989 on approach 991 sheared system um yeah so what else is good? Hey, Nikki. But listen, during the, during the winter, we talk a lot. I, I, I don't say hello enough. I know I hate that. But, I, man, and if we ever got a hurricane, the chat, I see five people at one time. <laughs> ever. Um, and Shelly's right. Never discounted Category 1. Um, I have a graphic that I show a lot of times that says... Uh, Worst statement you can make in a tropic is it's only a tropical storm or it's only a category one. Because usually the, the flooding is the problem. It's not so much the winds. The, the rainfall and the flooding 
and what we saw with ADA could be surge. So water is usually your biggest problems with with weaker storms. Um, is is rain flooding? Rain, um, you know, surge, isolated tornadoes coming in off of the Gulf of Mexico. So this is a very typical setup for early season storms. Very typical. Um, so there's the four big models. Um, I don't really know. I guess we can look at a Navy for fun, but it's not really a good model for anything. I feel bad. Navy model. Showing a little low pressure down here, but it's not one that you take very serious at all. The NAM never takes serious for tropical systems because it's, it's extremely aggressive. All right, so let's rewind here. Let's go back to some ensemble model runs and again this is what's happening right now this is um pretty pretty strong stuff happening right now along the upper gulf coast so this this low pressure you can see it up here spinning right here check that out right there and all this energy here is pumping again very slow moving system this area has just been inundated the last three days with of storms tornado warnings uh pensacola yesterday uh, again, brewing here right now. Right now, we have storms brewing um, again here in lower Louisiana, stretching towards uh, the east here. So all this area needs to be watched for the next couple of hours. No official watch, though. It's tricky, I know. They don't issue watches. Um, here's the latest uh, convective outlook for today. They actually changed it a lot. That's a huge difference from this morning. Uh, tornado. All right, so there you go. There's your. Uh, this is today, kind of jumping away from the tropics. This is fresh data from the SPC. But look north today, as this line spins in the action. Bring the action. <laughs> good news is tomorrow. Look, a little bit less tomorrow. Uh, for good news, I meant for here. Bad news for here. But they need a break. <laughs> they need a break. Bad. They're tired of it. So the storms do shift um tomorrow day two right here day two tomorrow and then uh by saturday pretty much everything's gone so that's the good news the weekend's looking great it has been looking great um, we're, we should have no problems anywhere um for storms at least along the gulf and the atlantic side so so that's good if you got plans this weekend should be good hope so um so yeah, still got storms. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about some ensembles. Let's look at uh, that. So the big big takeaway on these ensembles is, number one, uh, the difference with this week's system than last week's system is we had ensemble support. We didn't have many operational run support. So this time around, we have a lot of operational support. So it's becoming a little bit more possibly believable. And we can't forget about talking about this kelvin wave and strong mjo signal coming june uh june first of june here that's a pretty strong wave here of the mjo coming and that usually is an indicator that if anything's trying to get going then it's going to have a lot easier chance to get going as far as the storm goes so that's working in a storm's favor for next week. Also working in the favor is the water temperatures continue to rise. The Atlantic uh, anomaly map came out this week, and it's it's warming up pretty quick, as expected. But here's your weekly anomaly map, and uh, 
the temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico are above normal. And uh, we can take a look at that. Let's flip it over to uh, Celsius or uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> that's what I do. All right. And then we can look at the data. This is uh, temperatures above normal. So pretty much the Gulf's all about one, at least two degrees pretty much everywhere. A um, little bit cooler down here, 1.5. This is above normal temperatures for this time of year. So typically, you know, first part of June, we're going to be, you know, two degrees less than what we got right now. So waters are a little warmer. MJO, two things that it would definitely enable a system to get going if it has the means to. Let's look at shear forecast real quick. I can go over here and we can look at it. Um, I think we can look at it on the GF GFS shear forecast. It's pretty good. The funny thing about last week was um, even though the GFS was showing a really big, bad hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, it was also showing a lot of shear in the Gulf of Mexico. So you had to wonder what the heck it was thinking um, when it was showing a storm. And um, But we had all that shear. So here's next uh, Thursday. You can see quite a few little members. Um, that's confusing. Uh, that's the mean. You can kind of get an idea. Here's all the members. Cyclone data. There's kind of the flow. Um, it's very confusing. I know I put this out there. Maybe I shouldn't put it out there. It gets people confused, but these are all the different brains of the GFS. And what it tells me is the majority of them believe that if something were to form, this is the general motion. Uh, you look at things like that. You look at, um, then you look at the shear forecast, you know, this is classic. This is next weekend. Look at, this is totally, ex totally predictable. This is very uh, what we could be seeing let's let's slow her down a little bit to next friday so next friday right here here's next friday uh if we did have a system like the euro and the and the, and the canadian model are depicting the wind shear is coming out of southwest west southwest meaning that we would have a, a pretty high likelihood of a sheared system Meaning that most of the upper cloud tops are get blown off to the east, uh, to the northeast. Um, very common this time of year. That's what we talked a lot about last week's system. You know, all this golf shear right now early in the season. Uh, so it, it makes me believe that, you know, the chances of a, you know, strong hurricane, well, maybe any hurricane are very slim. You know, 989 pressure, 985, you're, you're inching on a possibility. Uh, the the waters have been a little cooler here along the shelf here of the Florida West Coast. That could uh, bring a little weakening at the last second. Uh, so, you know, again, we're, we're likely at this point, we're likely looking if we were if we were to get anything, uh, we were looking at a, a weak, weaker storm, higher end tropical storm, a lot of shear, meaning uh, all the rains and stuff pushed off because of these strong upper level winds. So that's what it's looking at right now. Obviously, things can change, but uh, looking at, you know, things like the radar here again, let's zoom back in on the CMC. This is classic. This is what a sheared system looks like as it approaches. Um, here's a great shot. And you can see what I'm talking about. Almost no storms on this side. That means all the upper level clouds are getting blown off to the east. And uh, what that could mean, though, is a lot of rain the following weekend. Now, the Euro's a little slower which means it could be, you know, past the weekend, but definitely, um, you know, this 
is coming together. Uh, so anyway, that's about it. Uh, like I mentioned, majority of models are showing a uh, Mexico land falling hurricane, possibly hurricane, uh, this weekend, later of the weekend. There's nothing official yet on the, um, uh, NHC is still at 90%. Um, so we'll have to wait on them. It's 90%. It would be, um, Agatha. So far, three of the four models show a 990-ish range, which would be Tropical Storm, maybe low-end Category 1 Hurricane. So, again, the GFS is the only one that's been nutty and aggressive. <laughs> so, so who lives up in the Panhandle in uh, the Upper Gulf? Um, who's tired of the rain? John wants to know the dust map. Let's take a look at the dust map. Dust should be about done. We had that big plume of dust come across. Uh, it was expected that by midweek now and tomorrow and Friday, it should be really um, gone. And I believe, I'm sure it is. Let's see, Tropical Atlantic. I don't know if we got anything else coming though. Let's see. So here's where we're at now, the 26th right now. There you go, a little bit of dust here in the Caribbean, um, but it's gonna fizzle out a little bit for you, John. You might get a little bit uh, the 29th, that would be this weekend. A little bit of dust coming through. But after that, we really there's our next plume setting up. And that would be next June uh, June 4th. So remember last week, too, with NBS 90, we had that big dust plume here uh, that came in. And if 90 started to develop, then um, it would have helped choke it. So... 90 had a bad road ahead. It had dust in the initial, and then it had a lot of shear. So, and then it, then it ended up at the last second getting a little organized as it um, came came through. But that's the next dust plume. This here is the third. That's the next biggie. I know we got a lot of people down there watching in the Virgin Islands and Lesser Antilles. So you got your next little surge um, next week coming. Uh, I wanted to look at the water temperatures too here real quick so I have that on my brain uh, but I do believe the shelf water is here by the um, the Gulf here are a little bit cooler still which would mean now your anomalies are warm yes but you also got to look around 80 degrees is what they typically say you need you know nothing nothing's nothing's science I mean nothing's guaranteed um but usually 80 degrees is what you're looking for um and i don't like this map where's the other map oh i know a different map all right let's look at a different map this I, li I like the colors i'm more of a color guy i like crayons i, I like eating crayons <laughs> as a kid I wonder what the effects are of eating crayons. All right, this is a little better. So let's fast forward to three-day average. So there's your three-day average. I mean, it's not perfect, but but it gives the point what I wanted to make about this last second weakening if we had already had something. All right, so 27 degrees, I think that's what I have listed because I'm a terrible Celsius guy. Yep, 27 degrees is around 80 degrees. So. Now I have to find where it's at again because I, I open up so many dang windows. 
So our standing joke is we, we've crashed Chrome twice in 2021. We'll see how many times we crash it in 2022. All right, so here's your your sea uh, surface temperatures uh, averages basically till today, um, and you can see anything this brighter orange is around 27, 28 degrees. Pretty, pretty, pretty warm. But when we get here, this yellow area is 26, 26 and a half degrees. So this area is not as hot meaning that we could have whatever happens if we get something to form here um, adding this wind shear along with cooler shelf waters on approach the likelihood of any sort of rapid intensification or any intensification is slim to none so so what we're looking at like i said at this point would be a uh, classic sheared tropical system there you go. So that's you know upper upper steering patterns. We can we can kind of look at that. I guess that'd be kind of fun. Let's take a look at that here. Um, what we got brewing in the atmosphere that time frame. Oh, we'll just go to five hundred real quick. Um, so next weekend. Um, so we got this is June first. Yeah, there's a little. So we got squishing high pressures to the. So we you can kind of see why. So we got a high, high little opening here, and it looks like this high would probably keep it on trucking. So just kind of get an idea why we're pulling to the north here. Um, but yeah, we it makes sense. Uh, Ten days out, it slows it down. That's sixty. Um, I see your little opening here. This is the Euro. Low pressure is a track, basically. So this is next Friday. You can see high pressure here. Uh, and we always have high pressure here. So you can see the Euros thinking this high pressure keeps it, you know, a lot of times history repeats it. Anything down here ends up doing that. But this one's definitely got a northeast bias here. But that's because it looks like we have a high pressure system pushing off to the west here. So like I said, this is so hard to predict long range stuff. But at this time, you can see uh, basically that high pressure should um, be ruling to the west, enabling this thing to uh, keep on trucking northeast. So, um, that's it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. No reason to worry. I'd be more worried about today's storms. Let's look at future radar today. Future radar today is very important. Let's see if these storms maintain any intensity. Um, they're expected to at least another hour. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There's your next uh, another another possible uh, squall line developing here down by the. Uh, this is later. To that. So look. So here's possibly noon Eastern time possibly another two hours from now so we could see another line of storms brewing this is early afternoon it's and look at high pressure over florida just squashes anything now there is a skinny little squall line tomorrow so it's good like i said good news it's about over 
<laughs> the end is near. <laughs> Water, hold a sign. The end is near. Weather, that is. Hey, Stephanie Stokes, what's up? Our Panama City connection. Uh, Memorial Day weekend? Well, no, but Memorial Day weekend's phenomenal. Very little. Hey, Ross, I have not been checking that out. I'm sorry, man. I need to look at that. Um, <laughs> David Burial says eating crayons turns something else into a different color. <laughs> Sniffing glue. Wasn't the air, air, airplane uh, Elmer's glue or something? Panama had record rain, by the way. I read that. I don't know if it was for yesterday. I think it was for yesterday. They had their one-day record rainfall, two, two, almost three inches of um, rain. Dean Ola, good morning. How's it going? Rebecca says, make it stop. Rebecca's sick of the rain. Corrine, Panama City, looking forward to a pretty weekend. You got it. You can almost bet money on it. Hello, Mr. Mayor. No, oh, I don't buy that, man. I appreciate it, though. Uh, Indy 500. Oh, yeah, we could look at that. Um, Indy 500 forecast. Let's look, let's, we'll look at daily rainfall totals here in a second. Um, but this is today. This is good. So let's talk about the rest of today. So this is, uh, we got a squall line again, another squall line. Pensacola, this is around noontime. We got another squall line setting up. It's going to push east. This is Tallahassee, three, four, five o'clock. So you got another squall line brewing today, unfortunately. This is through tonight. We could have some rains in the uh, Jacksonville and the East Coast. Another strong line up towards uh, South Carolina through Georgia. So look at this frontal line ahead of this. This is the final push. It's like the final countdown. What was that song? The final countdown. <laughs> um, and then 